Who knows what Jay-Z, J.K. Rowling, Bill Gates and Oprah Winfrey all have in common? Okay, I will tell you then. They have all overcome failure in one shape or form to go on to gain success in their respective careers. Welcome to My Perfect Failure. Join us as we delve into the world of our perfect failures. We will interview, explore, and discuss how our perfect failures can lead us to success. Join us and tune in. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of My Perfect Failure. Today, I'm super excited because I've got an amazing guest for you today. So my guest today walked away from a 10-year-plus weed addiction on September the 24th, 2021. Hopefully, I've got my dates right, which changed her entire life and has helped thousands do the same, and she's helping thousands do the same. She went from addicted, stark, uncertain, to building the first ever weed addiction program. A t- and she's also created a top 100 walking podcast, which I'm a fan of. And I think everybody, I'm going to put it in the show notes because I encourage everybody to listen to this podcast. You can even exercise when you're listening to it. We'll get into that a little bit in a second as well. She's now living in, a, in LA, happier, calmer, and has tripled her revenue and most importantly she's tripled her impact so a very very warm welcome to my perfect failure ricky friedman how are you ricky i am great how are you i'm i'm super i'm super i'm super duper i'm excited i'm excited researching you and looking at your content you know your journey first and foremost you know what you know where you've been where you're at now to courage you know, everything, you know, you've you've encapsulated a lot into a condensed period of time. Really keen to meet you, but I'm really keen to dig in to your story, your journey. And I'm I'm almost curious as to see what's next as well. You know, Ricky (laughs) in like 12 months time, Ricky in 24 months time, you know, where will she be? What will she be doing? Because it's, you're going, you're going, certainly in the in the right direction so I guess what I'm keen to do sort of initially is capture I'd, I'd love you to describe who Ricky is ah <sighs> wow I love that question Paul I no one's ever asked me that they like to just describe who I am before I get to yeah. um who am I I am first and foremost I am a human being mm who experiences life, who experiences the ups and downs of life. I'm a leader. I am somebody that truly believes that the best way to experience this life is as totally and completely as yourself. Mm. I am someone who shares the truth, who tries to inspire and empower others through the truth that I share. And I am somebody on a journey, Yeah, a journey of, growth and expansion and transformation and a journey of mostly reconnecting to myself yeah and bringing the world along with me yeah I love I love the answer I should ask that question more often if I get answers, really should. great question because <laughs> you know what's funny people, yeah. a lot of people will be like I am a speaker I am this mm. I am that and I'm like those are just labels like that does not identify mm. who I am as a human those are just things that people can like yeah can assign and it's just easier to describe somebody when you say who are you it's like damn 
Like you got to go a little deeper. Yeah. I think sometimes it's difficult for people and, you know, to get into that. Sometimes we say what we think people want to hear as opposed to actually just really think, actually, who am I? You know, you know, what, you know, what am I? I think we lean into society. Who am I? Right. Or we we lean into like, what am I? Not who am I? I am this. I am a that. Like I could have been like, I'm a podcaster. I'm this, but like, those are just labels. Yeah. Yeah. And your answer really is, you know, it, it mirrors your content. So I said to you at the start, before we started recording, actually, I love your content. Content is so honest. It's, you know, it, it's refreshing because I kind of, you know, again, before we started recording, there's, there's lots of great content on the internet, you know, lots of people put great content out there, but there's also a lot that is kind of not really that authentic and it, it kind of doesn't really move you. and It doesn't really engage you. Your content, when you listen to it, it really engages you because it is, you know, it's very you. You can tell that. You can tell it's generally you. And I can tell that you've been on a journey and I can tell that you want to to, to help people because you know that we get stuck and for a lot of us it's difficult to move beyond that place when we when we when we get stuck um from from your perspective what you just described to me a second ago who you are now clearly you that wasn't you you know maybe for a period of time you've got to a point where that is you now and you know there were some struggles along the way I, I would like to touch upon addictions and so forth because that that figured in your life and I guess weed was part of that is that something you you, you're happy to speak on yeah so I want to backtrack I actually think that this is who I've always been really and that that I just had a lot of things in my way I think that that is who I've always been and that's Mm. why I never gave up on myself because I knew I knew that I was this human being this person and that I just had so much trauma and so many things in my way that mm. I couldn't get, I couldn't fully access her, but I always knew I was her. So I actually never look at it like I became this person. I think yeah. I always was this person yeah. and you I know, just allowed myself. Yeah, that's really interesting because I was <laughs> listening to something or reading something pretty much this week where, you know, you know, when we're born, essentially it talks around the idea when we're born, our biggest task is to yeah. understand who we are. And actually, because that gets lost almost immediately, it, or it can get lost immediately. And we can never, you know, we can live a lifetime where we never really discover who we are. I and mean, it's like, we can live a life where, you know, I was, I always have the analogy. It's like wearing a suit that doesn't fit. It's that compound effect of doing the same thing over and over and over again. And then we don't have the courage or the confidence to actually lean exactly. into ourselves. So, I mean, I was interested in 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 your answer because that makes sense. And yeah, I, I can definitely sort of bring people to like the story of, you know, where my journey started. If you want me to go into that, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm curious as well because I know parts of it, but I don't know, know all of it. So, yeah, I'd love to to dig into that a little bit because I love your talk, your how you lean into transformation as well how that's happened and how you know you look at making decisions now so but maybe we can start with you know where it all began yeah so my journey started before I ever picked up my first joint and 
walking away from weed is a part of my journey, but that's not where my journey started. My journey started when I was 13 years old and my mom died. And that was the start of a journey that was not necessarily a journey I asked for, but it was definitely one that I was on. You know, when you lose a parent as a child, you're not exactly sure of what that loss does to you. But not only do you lose that person, but you lose yourself along the way. I suffered a lot and I had eating disorders and I had, you know, I was really ADHD and all this different stuff in my life, but I always felt like I was different in a really good way. Mm. But I also felt like I didn't deserve to be happy because I grew up with a mom that was in remission, that in and out of remission, five years sick with cancer. She had hair. She didn't. She had hair. She didn't. So I looked at the world as very black and white. Life was good or life was bad. And that was it. There were no in-betweens. And so when you take on a story of life is good or bad, life can only be good or bad. Yeah. So if life was good, it had to be bad next. If life was bad, it was good. It was no, there's no room for gray. And so my life was very extreme. I was doing really well or I was doing horrible. Yeah. And it was just constant cycle of wanting to escape myself without really realizing it. And actually, like, spent a good 10, 11 years of my life after my mom died trying to survive my life. I came from a great family. We had money. We had resources. I was okay. But I was always empty inside. And I didn't understand it. I didn't understand the ADHD. I didn't understand the loss. None, none of it. Can, it was all separate to me. So that's Everything a lot. Always- you, had, you had a lot going on at the same time. It's difficult as a, yeah. as a teenager. How do you unpack that? Well, you don't unpack it. You just try to escape yourself. So I just tried to escape myself. And the ways that I would escape myself were all different kinds of ways, relationships and eating and not eating and just cigarettes and whatever. Um, wheat, sometimes I smoked weed, but this was like before I was even in my 20s. And then I decided that I wanted to change my life and I wanted to really start to better myself. So when I was 23, I enrolled in a program to become a life coach, health coach. This was like a hundred years ago. Not actually, but like kind of. Hmm. And I remember I enrolled in this coaching program and I was like, okay, I'm going to become a life coach or a health coach, whatever the heck that means. So I can feel better about myself. And three days later, my best friend at the time asked me to help her lose 150 pounds of weight. So I had no experience doing that, but it was the first time in my life where I was just so sick of my own shit. Sorry, I swear on you. Yeah. I was so sick of myself that I wanted to throw myself into a journey. And I just happened to have been enrolling to be a life coach, health coach. So like, it was weird. The timing was bizarre. I was like, couldn't the universe was like, here, take this thing, do something. So long story short, I decided that we should make the whole journey public. And I created a blog called break the weight. And for 290 days, we blogged the entire experience and I coached her. We were best friends. And we shared the ins and the outs of what it's like to really transform your life. She lost 100 pounds through my coaching. I lost 100 pounds emotionally. And this is when I learned that we all have weight in our lives. After our journey ended, I turned Break the Weight into a company for eight years. I used to coach people and speak on breaking the mental, emotional, and physical weight in our lives. Here's where it gets fun. I had an addiction to weed throughout this entire experience that nobody knew about. I had a lot of addictions, but weed was a big one. It was one that was on and off, but it was mostly on. And when I would get into relationships, I wasn't smoking because that would be a different high. And when my business was going well, I wasn't smoking. But again, let's go back to like the inconsistency of way that I grew up is either good or bad. Mm. So I always would self-sabotage. 
and I had a lot of trauma. And so I was getting high all the time. No, nobody knew, not one person in my life. Knew. That's, I didn't know. So th- that's interesting. So were you a, so if you had a relationship or there was something else going on? During my relationships. Really? I had a different high. I was so high up dopamine that I didn't need a high. And my relationships never lasted that long. They only lasted six to eight months. So like, okay. And then I would just go back to smoking because the idea of ever going back to my old life, I had to, I felt like I had to smoke. I felt like I couldn't yeah. survive my life. And I would have these periods where I would do really well. And then I would like screw it up. And I always came back to smoking, but nobody knew this. Like I used to get high and go to my therapist's office. Yeah. And when you went for those moments, well, say if a relationship ended and you started smoking, were you were you cognizant of how that was impacting you on a daily basis in terms of your moods, in terms of, I don't know, however it may have adversely impacted My you? My greatest gift and biggest curse is how self-aware I am. Because mm. it is, there is no escaping. Like I'm the most self-aware person yeah. that is almost like dangerous in the sense of like, I know exactly what I'm doing and what mm. the effect is for me. I couldn't stop. I didn't want to stop. Let me reframe that. It was the only time I felt safe was when I was high. And this is a, this is for a lot of people and it's not real safety. It's just different from your reality, but I had a lot of trauma too. So yeah. this is like 13 years old. I'm going through my twenties, you know, by the time this all happens, I'm 26, 27. And I'm, you know, I'm going through the motions of life and my life was okay, mm. but I was not okay. And, um, there were a lot of different things that happened during that. And then in 2020, I was, Sorry, the end of 2019, I was I left break the weight. I, I closed down my business. Okay, that was your was business like, you set up. That was like my life. It was yeah. my whole life. Like I had everyone knew me as the girl from break the weight. Like mm. that was my life. I hated it. I hated it. Re- really? So I hated both, life coaching. You didn't like it. life coaching? Hated life coaching. The only thing that I really liked about break the weight was the beginning, the journey. That seems to be a theme for me, sharing the journey, mm. working with my friend, being open in public. I loved creating Break the Way. I thought it was so cool. I loved branding it. I loved marketing it. Like I loved being innovative. I loved speaking. I loved I loved what it represented, you know, yeah. using that word weight. But I didn't like coaching and I didn't like life coaching and I hated myself. So it was really hard to show up when I literally was mm. doing the opposite behind closed doors. Yeah. And when you decided to think, actually, I'm not, this isn't Break the Way is done. I'm done with it. Was that kind of like a build up or did you just go bang? I can't do this build anymore. Up. Build up. So it was a build up because I never had a vision. I never had a clear vision for it. I didn't care. I didn't want to take it to the next mm. level. I didn't, I didn't want to talk. This is going to sound like a little like whatever, but I didn't like sitting with people or on the phone with people and like listening to people's problems all day. Mm. It was very draining for me. And I also recognize that it wasn't the right platform or way for me to help people because I really do a lot better with groups of people. And Mm -hmm. I felt like my gift was speaking and creativity and leadership. My gift wasn't being a therapist. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a good therapist. I was too blunt. I was too direct. Like Mm -hmm. it didn't, it, it, it didn't work for me. So I didn't enjoy it. And not only did I not enjoy it, I I was like, I don't want to, this is not who I am anymore. Like I started break the weight, helping my best friend. Yeah. And then it became this thing. I was a personal trainer. I was this and everyone just kept labeling me. And I just was so I felt like I was like this and I couldn't breathe. And I was like, this is done. It's been eight years. I'm done. There's nothing else left for me. When all this was was going on, did you 
have an idea about what would replace it? No, no, I had no idea. This was my whole life. I didn't even do that well. I didn't even make that much money. I like, I made money. I like whatever, but I wanted to be a full-time speaker, but then the pandemic happened. Okay. So let's fast forward 2020. I walked away from my business. Speaking was out the window and I never met, been more lost in my whole life. I also was pretty happy too, because I was falling in love and I was in a relationship. And so this is important information because I stopped smoking for like seven months. Okay. Cause I was in a relationship, but I was also really lost because now I had no break the weight. That was my identity. That was what I did. That's what mm, people knew yeah. me as I was in a relationship while I was in love, which was great, which was always something that I wanted. And I always told myself that I would stop smoking when I found someone that I loved deeply. Cause I always thought that I smoked because I was lonely. So there I am 2020 more lost than ever. And also like not lonely for the first time in my life. And about six or seven months into the journey of 2020, I got asked to become a creative director for a market for a company because I'm very creative. And that's something that I really love. And so I became the head of a director for this company and I started doing it for other people as well. Really enjoyed it and, and felt completely lost because I always knew in my heart that I was like, I'm not supposed to build other people's brands. Like I felt like I was the brand and like mm. what happened to me and what, what about my gift yeah. of speaking? Yeah. What about this? What, what the hell is going on? And um, 2020 was one of the worst and best years of my life. And then 2021 hit and everything just, I was smoking again um, secretly. I was living a double life at a relationship and we ended up, I had an apartment. He had an apartment. I um, was getting high from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. every single day. From 7 a.m. to? 4 p.m. every single day. Okay. Nobody knew. I was working at this marketing company remote, and I knew that the person I was with was not the one. Hmm. So here I am at 33 years old, and I'm like, how did I get here? How did I get here? How did I go from like this life coach speaker everyone loves to like getting high in my car from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. in a relationship that everyone thinks I want to be in, living in Detroit, working for a marketing, being a marketing director? Like, how did I get here? And when I asked myself how I got here, I the answer was clear. Like, you led yourself here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. We can pause for a second if you have any questions. What's interesting about what you've just said? is you you mentioned about you being aware you you know you're very aware how many of us actually ask ourselves that question how did i get here or even or even challenge it we might think it momentarily but we never even we don't really challenge it because we don't think that we can that we can make that 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 break that break that you did and can i, ask, can I just mention something else that that you yeah. that comes to mind so I'm, I've been reading a lot of Stephen Pressfield's stuff at the moment. He kind of talks similar to what you're talking about leading these shadow lives. It's like the life that you had was almost not your life. It was a shadow life. And and how and how many of us, like you, like you said, you were the brand, but you were creating brands for a business. And that's like, that's not well, your life. life. It's their life. That's somebody else's vision. That's somebody else's yeah. dream. Yeah. It doesn't tap into you. How can you give the same energy and creativity to somebody else's vision because it's not your vision. Yep. Yes. And, you know, Paul, like I am a visionary, so I really am great with, uh, like, I love help people build businesses and brands. Like I, 
I am doing that in the side now. Like I love that stuff. But at the end of the day, like it wasn't my life. Like, and here's, here's the other thing that I want your listeners to realize is like, here's the problem. I hated my life before. And then I found a life that I liked more. But then I looked at that life and I was like, shit, this is not my life. The life before wasn't my life. This life isn't my life. So what are the options? I stay in this life or I go back to my old life. But that's not true. I limited my options. Never thinking that there was a third option. I create a whole new life. And when I realized I had a third option, I chose differently. So so that process for you to get to that point where you just escaped... Sorry? Took a hundred years, though. I'll tell you what it took, though. Because you'd escaped what you'd say, you'd left one life behind. You you'd found another life, but that wasn't right for you. And how how did you get to that point where you thought, actually, there's probably another option for me? I don't I, I didn't wake up one day and think, ah, that mm. door, I'm gonna open that door. It wasn't mm. like that. I suffered deeply for a long time. I suffered since I was 13 years old. Mm. And I want people to know that. Why do I want people to know that? Because this is not a linear journey of somebody who just woke up one day and was like, I want to change my life. This has been a process for me. I was so, I remember sitting on a dock, closing my eyes. And I remember thinking, what's going to happen if I don't change? And I remember thinking like, what is, what's the one thing in my life that I've never changed? And it was so clear. It was smoking. It was the one thing in my life that I had never truly walked away from. And I was like, there seems to be a theme here. Like, it's been with me forever. And my life has been pretty shitty for a long time. Like, there may be some connection here. But I wasn't ready to walk away. I really wasn't. So I remember I was just, like, starting to get more honest with myself. Just being like, maybe it's this. And I started to say out loud, like, he's not the one, right? So I started with small things. Like, I just started to be comfortable with my truth. I wasn't ready to face it. Wasn't ready to tell anybody. But I could start to be like, Maybe he's not the one like question my truth. Like maybe smoking isn't working for me, but I didn't do anything about it. And then July of 2021, I went on a walk and I remember that morning I'd asked the universe. I was like, listen, or my mom, I was like, listen, you, you gotta help me. I, I just, you have to help me. I am willing to do whatever you want. I need you to give me something. Give me a nudge. I went on a walk that day. And I swear to God, my whole life, I had the craziest feeling I've ever had in my life. It was like, start a podcast. I was like, what? Like literally just into, it was just like, start a podcast right now, today, go hire someone right now, start a podcast. Here I am thinking like, how can I start? Like, I am so lost. And then I was like, wait, okay. So I go on Instagram and this thing pops up that says, looking for my first client, I'm opening a a, a studio in Michigan, a mutual friend. I had known this guy. He's a podcast producer. I call him. I'm like, yo, I'm starting a podcast. Can I be your first client? He's like, what's your podcast about? I was like, I have no idea. I'll let you know tomorrow. But I'll send you money. I, I, love, want it. To I, love, I love it. Carry on. He was like, what? I was like, I don't know, but I know, but I just know that someone told me, like internally told me to like do this. I'm just going to do it. We'll talk tomorrow. So I go into a studio. He's like, what's the name of your podcast? And I was like, I don't know. Let's record the first episode. Let's just record the first episode. So I sat down and recorded the episode and I never felt more alive in my whole life. I was like, ah, oh, I'm home again. So right? I wasn't. So did you just freestyle? Oh like, I, yeah. I've never, okay. I've always freestyled. Okay. I'm, I'm so jealous of you, but carry on. Carry on. <laughs> so I freestyled and I never felt more alive in my life. I was like, 
this is what it feels like to feel aligned. Mm. Oh, this is what it feels like. And I was like, God, that's it. I leave the studio and I go for a walk. And I was like, this is a walking podcast. This is mm. steps forward. I have to take a lot of steps forward in my life. And I need a place where I can just say whatever I wanted. So I call him up. I'm like, yo, this is the episode. Here's what the podcast is. Steps forward with Ricky. A walking podcast. Help you take steps forward in your life and your day. And Paul, it was just for me. It yeah. was just for me. I was like, I'm going to give it three months. If no one listens, fine. I'll, I'll exit out. And this was the first step that I made. Because this step of just stepping into some sort of my leadership, what I was really doing was stepping into my truth without realizing it. Mm. I was creating a place to share my truth because the truth was the thing that I was always running from. And I needed a safe space to share it. And I knew that if I held myself accountable and created a space, I would have no option but to share it. Mm. And then four weeks later, I kept getting people reaching out, being like, I love your podcast. It's so honest. So this, but I still had a secret. I was still getting high. I was never high in my past. Like really? Really? Yes. So I was still smoking, but I but I started to feel really bad about it. Okay. Like it was this new level of guilt because I was like getting people listening to what I'm saying. I had this like newfound like purpose. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I was like, I can't podcast the truth and live a lie. Yeah. I was like, one of them has to go. And um five weeks after my podcast aired, I walked away from weed, shared the whole journey on my podcast. And so then that, that they got to live it out with you, like in real every, every single person who listens to that podcast has lived the last year and a half mm. with me. Yeah. Everything. Two weeks after I walk away from me, my boyfriend breaks up with me. Two weeks later, I get fired from the marketing jobs. And I was like, I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> I'm literally free. I don't have secrets anymore. I don't have guilt. I don't have shame. I'm not high. I'm not stuck in the wrong relationship. I'm not mm. stuck in a job that I hate. I'm I'm free. Mm. That's what I felt like. And from there, I just, I opened every door. The universe opened it a little bit and I walked through them. Yeah. On a road trip. I built my business, walking away from weed. I became a top 100 podcast. I moved to LA. I freed myself. Mm. And it took me a long time to do that. Yeah, so there's there's lots of things that, that spring to mind, but it, but even you know when you walked into a studio and it just felt so natural and it felt oh. so good, it doesn't even matter about listeners because about kind of you and about the the release, oh. and you know and when we say and particularly you because you're so because you kind of freestyle and you're so organic, whatever's in your soul and in your heart at that time comes out and that's kind of magical because you know because it isn't curated it's it's really what you're feeling at the time and, and clearly there's some sort of you know therapeutic process that you're getting yourself and then obviously your your you know your your listeners will get that as well and they will feel that as well and that's and I've and I've, I've mentioned that even before we started recording and at the start you know your content is very very natural very pure very very real and sad to say that that isn't kind of the norm i wish that was the norm but you know you 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 are in a minority that create content that is very organic very pure thank you i appreciate that you know i think for me it was the perfect combination it was like i get to be innovative and creative i created this walking podcast the first ever I had this like cool name with yeah. it. I could market it. I could design it. I could do whatever I want with it. And I could be myself. Yeah. Until this day, Paul, it is the only place that I am fully. I'm always myself, but I put that headphones on. I put that microphone on. I am 
the world around me is no longer. Yeah, I, I'm just laughing at the idea of, because you know when we find that happy place, it's like a musician, a musician, when they just want, when they want to chill out, they just pick up the guitar or pick up the drums and they go, they go and they, they play that instrument or they sing or an author might write or, or somebody might go out jogging. It's like when you, when we pick up the mic and we start recording, you know, you go into a different place and I like that with you and it does. And I'm, I'm, and I'm so pleased that you found that place that you can just really tap into you. Yeah. I think, you know, we, in different places too like I don't love I don't I can't it's hard for me to get myself to sit down sometimes and do it I really don't always love to do it but I do feel free when I do it yeah I feel the same way when I'm dancing I'm completely present I dance a lot mm. and that's like the other place where I feel very present I feel very me because I can express myself without words right mm. so it's like it's and then my yeah, exactly. So like, I never limit myself to just like the podcast is for my words and my extreme of consciousness. Yeah, Dancing yeah. is for like the things I can't always express or I don't want to express. I just yeah. want to like exist in the world and be. And um, it's important to know that you could have different, different spaces for that. They don't yeah. all have to be yeah. the same. And they're none of them have to be equal as well. Yeah. Yeah. And like for me, because we're podcasting for me, and expression. I think what I found, well, I guess what I find is that, you know, there's a process because, you know, you've got to, you know, you've got to, this is the process that I like. This is the bit where I, where I can sort of meet the person because mine's, it's conversational. So it's not, you you do solo. I, I'm kind of, you know, guess. But as soon as I start having conversation, you know, I feel that I'm in the right space and it just feels, it feels organic. I might not, I might look at my schedule and think, but you know, I've got a lot on at the moment. Maybe I should have been a bit more, been smarter about maybe how I've scheduled it. But once I start talking, it's like, yeah, I want to do this. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like getting so much from having this conversation and listening to somebody. And then I love the mystique of creating right. content and then just put it out into the ether. And you don't know who that's going to impact. Like, like your never know. podcast you know you've got loads of different platforms tiktok as well i've looked at your tiktok as well so i so i, I know i know you love dancing i do i love dancing it's really i'm actually like funny enough i never made the dance team when i was little i was told i was a really bad dancer and i go out four nights a week. i go dancing four days a week really i also dance since 2023 i go out by myself and i dance for hours and I also dance once a day. I go to, to a studio and I dance. I'm actually in the process of trying to create my first like choreography dance, which is funny and ironic because I'm not a dancer. I'm not like a professional dancer and I have a really hard time following directions. So I'm challenging myself to like change the story of like, just because you're not that kind of dancer doesn't mean you're not a dancer. Yeah. And um, dancing is just like such a big part of who I am. And actually I'll just think about that. I know nothing about dancing as most people know. And- who who have been out of me socially would probably think, yeah, we agree with that. But I was just wondering, do you can can dancing just be expression? Does it have to be direction? No, it's that's what it is for me. It is only expression. Like that's what I yeah. use it for, just full expression. But then I was like, wow, how cool would that be if I can do both? If I can use this okay. for expression, like what if I can challenge myself to actually create something? Like I've never been able, I never have done it. So I'm like. Try, I'm never going to like give up the expression part of it. Like I love yeah. it, but 
but I'm trying to challenge myself to like learn something where like, wow, how cool that be if I could like video myself in like six months where I have like a real dance that I created and maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't, but no matter what, it's always just at the, just like my podcast, just like everything that I do in my life is first and foremost for me. It just yeah. has to be or else I lose it. I lose, I lose what I, what I'm here for. Yeah. You strike me as somebody that you have to be, you can lose interest quite quickly if it doesn't. Oh, it, you think? <laughs> yeah. It's a, yeah. And I do. And it's really not a good, it's not the best thing about me. I'm trying to learn to embrace it. Um, the ADHD, like it's mm. just, it's a real, first of all, it's just real in mm. terms of my brain, but also just like, yeah, I am, unless yeah. it lights me up, I got a real hard time yeah. doing it. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing actually, because it, it, you know, I guess you can, you know, you can spin it either way, but if something moves you, then it moves you, then we can put everything into it. But if it doesn't move us, how can we give our best? And that might be our revolution. I know, but you know, it's like the walking away from weed. It's like the program is incredible and I believe yeah. it can help millions of people. And I, and for one year I used to run this program every single month. And then I was like, I don't do that anymore. And mm -hmm. it's like, okay, Ricky, but you can't just like, that's literally your revenue. Mm -hmm. Like you can't just be like, bye. Like, you know, like, and, and there's part of me that just is like, oh, making sure and I'm doing a lot of work right now. And this, mm -hmm. this is important for your listeners to know that like, I had the best year of my life, 2022. And now it's 2023. And I'm feeling a little bit confused. Mm -hmm. I'm like, where, what do I go next? Right? Like, I'm not walking away from weed. I'm Ricky. And I'm not these things, right? These are just things that I yeah, create. There's so many yeah. other, you know, there's so many other things yeah. I want to do. I don't, I don't know them yet. So like, how do you remove yourself from the box that you've put yourself in? You know, and yeah, interesting. So stuck is, I don't like to use the word stuck. I like to use the word just like at a pause because you don't yeah. have to be stuck to be at a pause. Like you can just be like, okay, what's next? I don't know. That doesn't mean you're stuck. It just means like, you're just not where you used to be. And you're maybe you're not where you want to be yet. Yeah, that's an interesting one because, you know, when we, you know, because we do like like walking away from weed, you know, obviously what you've done, you've you've done that and you've created a program which helps and supports, you know, lots of people, you, you know, your clients. But then it's like, do I, do I, is this how people identify with me? They identify with just that part of me? Is that all of me to them? Do they, do they want to know the other parts of me and then, and then do, and then if everybody identifies just that part of me, is that what I become even inwardly? Right. And that's where the podcast really has played a big role for me. Cause if it wasn't for the podcast, I don't know that I would ever have been able to go on that journey of walking away from weed of sharing it with like with people, because yeah. I would have felt too boxed in and the podcast, you know, luckily a lot of my people who follow me listen to my podcast so they get to know me because my podcast is about yeah. that's what me. you do with you your podcast you 100 yeah. get to know you right and so that gives me space freedom but i started to feel like think about how many things i just told you about my journey that people mm. have no idea about unless i listen to the podcast like i'm you know and it's like i'm making this post on instagram today like about my journey because weed is is such a big part of it but it's not where it started and it's not where it's going to end and people don't realize and this was a big and what i've like learned paul is like i truly know i think a lot of people feel this way but i don't know if i have like an, ex, an exceptional like resistance to it the minute someone tells me that i am this or i am that i am literally whatever door is behind me i'm out of it like 
The minute someone started labeling me it, as the walking away from, I get the only, the only place, no, literally the only place that I don't feel restricted is my podcast, which is the reason why I've never like thought about not doing it because I'm like, I don't have to, I can just be me. But yeah. when some people started to, people started to follow me and TikTok and all this different stuff, like weed, weed, weed. And I started to hate it. I was like, I don't want you to follow me for that. No. Like if that's all you want, like I'm not the right person for you because my walking away from weed program could help millions of people, mm. whether they smoke or they don't smoke. I guess that we all have different interpretations, don't we? So when we say so walking away from weed, I'm just thinking like, you know, people that obviously have connected with you in relation to that, there's some that really need that. It's like, yeah. it's what you can imagine one of your friends texting, texting you and saying, look, you need to listen to this. You need to listen to Ricky around her story and they really need that and it really supports them and then you might get weed is, is this funny thing where not just weed it can be other uh, situations as well where it becomes less about actually solving a problem and more about kind of like just the weed and not the kind of the, the you know the stuff that you're doing you're you're helping people you know, it's like your podcast, you step forward, you know, you make, make advance. I'm, I've not explained that very well. I'm confusing myself. It's not, about the, it's not yeah. about the weed. It's not about the weed. It wasn't about the weight. It's not about any of this shit. Mm. It's just not. It's just about reconnecting to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say, but not very well. Yeah. That's what I was trying Taking to say. Taking a step forward. Like, yeah. it's really about me as a human being, someone who experiences something, heals from it, and then talks about it. And then it somehow, all these things turn into things like think about like my life. Like if you look at my journey, it's like everything I've ever done is stemmed from my personal experience. My story is always evolving. If I don't allow my story to evolve, I stay stuck in a story that I'm not in anymore. Is that why your podcast is important for you? Because it yeah. it's, it's always about evolution. It's my truth. Is that important that you continue with the podcast? Obviously we want you to do that anyway, but it, does it keep you cognizant of, yeah, I need to keep them moving forward. You it's know, a part of who I am. Yeah. I would say. Like I've never felt that way before. Yeah, my podcast reminds me of who I am. Mm. Like when I'm being labeled and I'm being this, I can go on my podcast and just say whatever the hell I want. And I'm mm. that's me. And like I I'm very much an evolution kind of girl. Like I don't something like something that might be interesting to for your people that like know me is like I'm not like I'm not really passionate about like self-help. I know that's going to sound a little weird. I'm really not like, I don't read a lot of books about self-help. Like I read a lot about like manifestation and like subconscious reprogramming, but like I learn a lot. I, I listen to a lot of things about business and marketing and um, like innovation and things like that. And so for me, it's like people like to categorize me and be like, you are this like self-help person. And like, I very much don't feel like I am. Like, I just think I'm a person that's very honest and articulate and has a lot of just wisdom and knowledge to share. And I'm, I'm good at, I'm good at doing that. I'm good at leading people, but I've never looked at myself and been like, you are a life coach. Like, I think that it's my ability to break down concepts for people and share openly that gets people to change their life or their business. But I don't think it's exclusive to the topic that I'm talking about. And I'm really in that place now where I'm trying to remind myself of that because I want to expand. Yeah. And also it's like you referenced that phrase earlier, boxes. It's like, well, I'm my own box. I'm not I'm an I'm an right. evolving I am. I'm in an evolving right. box. It's 
I found myself having a lot of resistance towards people that wanted to walk away from weed. And I had to take a step back. And I know that it had nothing to do with them. It was something to do with me. It was just like, I don't like to beg people to change their life. I'm not interested. Like I have no, I have no energy for it. Like if you don't want to pay for the program, don't pay for it. If you don't want to do this, don't do that. Like, I think it was really hard for me to be around an energy of like, I can't help myself. And I realized that like why I felt that way, why, why I had to take a step back. Cause I took a step back for a little bit because I realized like even at the worst of my life, I always tried my best to get out. Like I always tried to get off the ground. I never was like, poor me. Even when I couldn't do really? it, I was always, always, really? always, even when I hated myself, I remember thinking like, just keep going. Like mm. keep, I always tried. Yeah. I felt bad, but I never said out loud, like poor me. Like it was never, it was just, I just had so many blocks. Like it just was, I was just in a lot of pain. So I have a hard time being around people that don't help themselves. Okay. I'm not good at it. I don't respond well to it. I actually retreat. I, I ignore. I'm, I deflect. I, I go the opposite direction. I want to be around people that want to help themselves. Mm. Um, just in your journey, did you get, were there anybody there for you to help you transition So and, and to move forward? Or was this all inwardly and outwardly you? Like when, when I'm walking away from weed? No, just just generally, because, you know, there's been a lot of challenges along the way. And I was just curious to, you know, because you, you seem to me just having met you, you seem to be someone that when you when that decision comes into your mind, you're going to make that decision. But I'm wondering whether in those challenging in, in those challenging moments that you've had through your life, have you had not coaches or mentors, but, but just people that are able to kind of like work with you and guide you along and just give you that a bit of support that that pushes you in the right direction. Yeah, I'm very grateful. I have a great family. Yeah. I have a strong family. I come from a good family. I have a lot of support. Um I've always had support. I've also had therapists and stuff, but I will tell you this. No one knew the truth. I mean, nobody knew that I was smoking all the time. Like it was like people wanted to help me. People would help me a lot when I was heartbroken and stuff and things like yeah. that, but like when I, I always had support, but it's like the support is only as helpful as, as honest as you're going to be. Right. So like yeah, yeah, for me, it was yeah. like people didn't know what the fuck was going on with me. Like they couldn't figure out like why I was so taking a step forward and falling. Like it was like, so it was so confusing mm -hmm. for people and I didn't tell anybody. So like it was hard. It was like, yeah, I got support, but like there was 90% of the story they didn't know. And so if you're not going to share the whole story. It's hard to get the full support, but walking away from weed, I didn't tell anybody. Um, I walked away from weed and didn't tell one person. No one even knew that I smoked. So like that was all, that was all me, all me. I didn't need anyone to help me with that. That's also something about me is that like, I don't like there's certain support that I don't need when I make a decision. So, so what was it like to go from just not Smoking telling people, well, not telling oh. people, not telling people that, not telling people certain things because you know you were just getting on with your life just around smoking and you know, other bits and pieces then to kind of drop in your podcast and put everything out there how did that feel what was that transition like for you and how did it feel well I've always been open I've always okay. talked about my mom's death I've always I've always talked about everything in my life besides smoking weed so there was always this okay. big secret okay. 
So I've always been open. Being open is like mm, part of who I am. But the secret that I was keeping for so long, the weed, and I have journal entries. I have all this different stuff that's like, will I ever tell anybody that I'm smoking all day? Like, I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Like, I can't tell anybody this. Blah, blah, blah. And um, so I always felt like I was li- I was lying because I did share. So- I shared more than the average person, but I wasn't sharing the real story. The real story was yeah. I'm getting high all day. So when I walked away from it, I knew that I would never smoke again mm. the day I walked away. Never thought about it ever really? again. Yeah, never, ever. And, that, and that's rare. So I recognize that not everyone's like that. I'm like that. So. Yeah. And I, I listened, I was listening to one of your, your episodes earlier and you, and you talked around something like around, you knew that the decision to continue smoking weed would be more detrimental yeah. than your decision to give up. I couldn't do it anymore. Paul, like I remember thinking I was 33 years old. And I remember thinking, I remember I had this image of my mom. And she got sick when she was 36. And I was like, how much longer can I live with so much pain? Mm. Like, How much longer can I hate myself? How much longer can I not live my life? My mom got sick at 36 years old and she died. What she would do to be able to live her life. And here I was just constantly escaping mine. And I remember thinking it was September. It was beginning of September. And I was 33 and my birthday is February 11th. So I was like, how is it going to feel on my 34th birthday if I'm the same person I am right now? And it was so scary to me for some reason, the idea of like 34, it was like, I wasted so much of my life. It felt like, and when you get older and you realize you've been doing something for so long, it's like hard to deny. And that was scary for me. You need to be scared to change your life. If you are not scared, you will not change your life. Yeah, I'm talking about the big change. Like, if that doesn't scare you, if, if saying the same doesn't scare you a little bit, you're never going to change. Mm. Why would you? But I think that's it. That's interesting as well, because a lot of people run away from fear or being mm. scared. Yes. My biggest fear my whole life was to live without my relationship, to live without smoking mm. and to have to live with myself. Okay. Once I took away all my fears and I was okay. I was like, what else can I do? <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause your potential becomes unlimitless. Exactly. Because the thing that you thought was going to kill you, actually you finally feel mm-hmm. alive and you're like, wait, what? Yeah. And, but and tell, tell me about moving from Michigan to LA. Cause that, you know, I'm not, my geography isn't amazing in the U S but I imagine that that's a, a reasonable step to, t- to take. Yeah. So I didn't actually do that. I I was on the road for three and a half months. Okay. I was traveling. I was podcasting. I was having the time of my life. And I came to LA after two and a half months of being on the road. And I came to visit some girlfriends and I was here for three weeks, just messing around. And I was getting ready to leave and go back on the road. Then I was go, I knew I wasn't going back to Michigan. Like that was the zero option for me. And, um, as I was getting back, as I was like getting ready to go, it was like, February 5th and my friend was and at this point my TikTok had gone viral walking away from weed started a little bit like just a little bit just people were interested in I, I didn't have a program yeah, or anything so much yet. going on so many different things I had so many things going on I wasn't making money my guy was helping me out and I just I just had a feeling in my in my soul that like everything was gonna work out it was mm. crazy and my birthday was February 11th and my best friend was like, just stay for your birthday. Go rent an apartment or go rent an Airbnb in Venice Beach and stay for your birthday. You can leave on the 11th, you can leave on the 5th, the 14th. 
So I did. I rented an Airbnb. I fell in love with the Airbnb. And I was like, I'm going to live here. And I literally moved into the same building as that Airbnb. I, three days later, I was a resident of California. Two days later, I launched the walk. Two days later, I launched I launched the walk away from weed program. Wow. The universe truly led me here. Yeah. And my mom, I associate water with my mom because we lived on a lake. We live on a lake and water was such a big part of her life. And I'm not a big water person. I'm mm. a mountain girl. But the fact that I live next to the ocean, I just felt like mm. she wants, she brought me here. Like mm. she's there. I'm here. And this is like, this is it. I'm just going to live here. Mm. Yeah. I love that story. And it's amazing. You know, if we just, I guess, um, listen to the nudge. Yeah. Like, listen to the nudge, like that intuition, that nudge things happen. The universe is working with us. So I think once we, once we make decisions, once we allow, allow ourselves to, to listen to the nudge or feel the nudge or go with the nudge, then things will happen because they can't go. Things can't happen. Those things can't happen for you if we don't, you know, have right. that courage to kind of listen to that intuition. It's, it's so true. And like, for me, it was like, I was in LA for three weeks and I was like, I don't want to live here. I don't like it here. Mm -hmm. Like that was my thought process, but it was, it was just, I was in the wrong place. And so the funnier part of, of all of this is just like, how I didn't leave. Like I wasn't, I wanted to leave. Like I was always trying to leave LA for those three weeks, but I didn't. Yeah. And something kept me there. I just, and then like people would become visiting. And so I just stayed longer. It was just like something always kept me there. And I didn't, I, I got a nudge to stay, but I didn't get a nudge to move here because I didn't want to live there. And yeah. then I said to myself, like, I remember when I was in this apartment, this Airbnb, and I had this feeling I have to live right here yes. it, it was like unless i live right here i'm not moving unless i live in this apartment building i'm not moving to la mm. that's what it felt like for me and i just put it out there i was like i'm living here that's why i yeah. did and there's and i sense that pattern like with the podcast with that with yeah. this decision because it took me you know a year and a half to put to do this it's, you know of procrastination procrastination <laughs> and just I don't know what I was doing during that time, but it wasn't doing a podcast. It was thinking about it. So I, I, I'm, I always admire people that are able to kind of, you know, go, go with that intuition and just do it because that, you know, that is, you know, the way it, to go. It's, uh, it's so interesting because right now it's like, I, I feel like I've lost a little bit of that. Um, I've, I've learned that I make decisions quick when they're, when they're right. Mm -hmm. So like, I started a podcast, my relationship ended, I hit the road, I stopped smoking, I did all these things, there was like a build up, right? Yeah. Like, slow builds up that I didn't really realize was happening. In the last five months, I've been not feeling that way. I've been confused. And so I know that I'm like out of alignment. And so it's interesting, not when you know what it feels like to be in alignment, it's real easy to tell when you're not because decisions aren't as easy for me right now. Because I don't know, the, I don't know what the decisions I want to make yet. So do you, do you think that could be though when the right decision appears you'll make the decision it's just that the right decision hasn't appeared yeah and so i'm stuck in the in between i'm stuck in the in between of like it's not that anymore it's not just walking away from weed anymore it's not mm. just this anymore i was on an adventure mm. so my life started to like i kind of stopped doing the things that made me feel adventurous like and i think 
I was so focused on my work and so focused on making good money and so focused on like this new exciting life that I had in LA that I, I think I got really caught up and I actually didn't heal certain things that I wanted to heal. And so now I'm like, you know, when you come back to a journey that feels familiar, like you feel a little confused or lost, you're like, wait, how did I thought that I thought I was done with that. And now I'm realizing that there's like more subconscious stuff that I need to work on because you're never done with that. But yeah, it's been, you know, it's been kind of tough, honestly. Yeah. Like the last few months. Yeah. But I, I know that you, that you'll get there and I, I love your journey. I definitely want to keep in contact with you and do this again, because I think, you know, I just think it's a, you know, what you're doing is a breath of fresh air. And I I love what you're doing, not just for you, but for other people, for me, sure. for, for, for anybody that, that comes across you. And I was looking at your TikTok and I saw you've got over a million likes on your. No. Page. Oh, yeah. I think it'd be like a million followers. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. You, no, you, might yeah. Have. <laughs> you might have, you yeah. know, people, you know, listen to this, but that that will happen. That will happen. Um, you know, what, what I wanted to ask is you now how can what's the easiest way for people to find you? I guess we've said some of the outlets. I can put everything in the show notes. Instagram, my podcast, uh, Steps Forward with Ricky. Yeah, I'll put them in the show notes. You can DM mm. me on Instagram, um, TikTok. Mm. I have the same name on Instagram and TikTok. Yeah. And then my podcast is yeah. a great place to. Yeah. And, and obviously, when they're, when they're listening to your podcast, they should be walking with some water. Yeah. You need to take a sure. walk or else yeah. you're doing it wrong. So essentially, you can listen and you can have a workout at the same time. A walk. A walk. It's a, a, the a, idea a of like taking a step. Yeah, it is a workout. Taking a I step forward. Yeah, I would say that. Like, I'd rather someone walk than run. Yeah, I feel like you digest information better when you're yeah, walking versus same, running. Same, same. Um, but the idea is like you're getting dopamine and putting one foot in front of the other. It's like a metaphor and also movement, and you're able to digest the information mm. better. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and. So on the podcast, we have a reoccurring question. Can't wait. And the reoccurring question is, so if you could invite three inspirational people for dinner, they can be alive or they can be past. Who would you okay. invite? I'm like the worst person to ask this question to. I would invite my mom, obviously. Okay. She's not alive and we'd have a lot of fun together. Um, does it have to be a human? No, it could be. It, it doesn't have to be because some somebody somebody on one podcast they 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 invited an octopus, so it doesn't have to be a human. I had a dog called. Uh, his name was Logan. I rescued him. He was nine years old. He died when he was twelve. I rescued him when I was twenty-five. He was like the love of my entire life. I would bring him to dinner. These are like the people in my life that like yeah. shaped. Um, the third person. This is going to sound a little weird. I think I would like bring my child self to dinner. Mm. And we could all just talk about all the things and like move forward with our lives. Yeah. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be fascinating. I, I would love to bring 1 million people to dinner, but like, I just think like my mom, my dog, even my mom, my dog and me, like I'm good there. Thing is, I, w- I wouldn't challenge you to the one million. <laughs> is that a, how long would that podcast be? <laughs> you know? Can you imagine? 
Oh, God. I might challenge you to that one day. I don't know how much time we'd have to put aside. We couldn't record any content. We just have to have your one million names and we'd have to have somebody. I wouldn't even know where to start. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to buy. It'd have to be countries or towns or, you know, True. Or, or clubs or, or whatever. I don't know. Ricky, I really loved talking to you. I could talk to you for for hours. What's great about this is, is when, when we're done, I can pick up your content. I can just listen to your content and it will feel like an extension of this conversation because you're as natural here as you are in your content. So it's almost like an extension of your content. But Thank you. loved having you on um, My Perfect Failure. And I hope that we can have many more conversations and I'm, yeah. I'm super keen to learn about you know what you what you do next me too <laughs> yes 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 me too thank what, you what, thank what, you what are those decisions and thank you everybody for tuning into this episode of my perfect failure so if you know anybody that is looking to make transitions and make future decisions basically <laughs> step forward share this episode with them share ricky's content and i'm always looking to improve the podcast so anything that you like please let me know anything you don't like equally please do let me know you can find me at paul at myperfectfailure.com or you can find me via the contact page on the websites on the website until the next time take care for now bye Thanks for listening to My Perfect Failure podcast. Be sure to visit www.myperfectfailure.com to join the conversation. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Look out for our next episode.